Edmonton. Stopped by Platt. Here's Steve Bold. And it's Adams. Put through by Bold. Would you believe it? That sums it all up. Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Sums It All Up. It's North London derby time again. We've got Arsenal versus Tottenham on Sunday afternoon. Stakes are high, as always, and Arsenal under Arteta uh, looking to avoid defeat for the first time under Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. I think this is our third meeting since the respective managers took over. I believe the first one finished 2-1 to Spurs, second one finished 2-0 earlier in the season. Um, so yeah, perhaps third time lucky, who knows. Anyway, we're going to just preview the game uh, this week. We're going to have a nice Spurs perspective on proceedings, as we did earlier in the season. Um, and if we have time, we might mention some of the, the European uh, occurrences during the week. Arsenal managed to beat Olympiacos 3-1 in the first leg, which was slightly nail-biting at times, but we move. And uh, Harry Kane was at the double to see Spurs win 2-0 over Dynamo Zagreb. Uh, both teams are heading into Sunday's uh, showdown then off the back of a European victory. It would probably be safe to say that Spurs, are, as they tend to do, they find form before a North London derby starts scoring loads of goals. Harry Kane returns to full fitness and then will score against us. But we'll see what our, what our Spurs guest makes of that today. So... To help us see things from the Spurs side of things, as much as it, uh, as I said last time, we had uh, the same same uh, guest on the show, having a Spurs fan on an Arsenal orientated show is slightly disconcerting for me, but we, we, we'll get used to it. It's a valuable insight. We've got the pleasure of welcoming him back, Sam Lav, aka Slav from We Are Tottenham TV. Hi, Sam. Great to have you back on the podcast. How are you today? No, I'm good, mate. I'm all good. Um, as you said, we seem to find form at the right time before the... <laughs> before the things and, and buzzing to be back on the pod and yeah it's um it's an interesting one going into this weekend I'm, I'll tell you what I'm glad it's this weekend and not three weeks ago because I'd be I'd be hiding behind a pillow but I'm I'm looking for, okay I'm not looking forward to it because that's the wrong word I'm more positive than I was a month ago for different yeah. reasons well um, I was gonna Let's um, let's let's talk about that because we spoke. Um, I can't quite. I think it was at some point in November, uh, or at least when the the last North London derby was, and we spoke before the game, and we both were sort of Arsenal were in pretty pretty uh, bad form at that time. Spurs were top of the yeah. league, have, having having beaten us then two 0 and then Arsenal proceeded to go on this sort of terrible run of form. Looked to have got through it, um, and we have got through it, playing a lot better at the moment, but still you know conceding lots of stupid goals which we'll get on to and I'm sure you're <laughs> you're probably looking forward to the idea of uh getting a goal <laughs> laid on a on a on a plate for one of your forwards but um yeah it's uh it's a bit different to, to how it was earlier in the season I still think Spurs are our favorites going into this one may, namely because they've as we said just now they've picked up form at just the right moment um Gareth Bale looks to have looks to have landed properly and Harry Kane's back from his uh, annual injury. Uh, he's, he's in, in scintillating form, human son taking up a more creative role. So as you say, you're more confident sort of now than you were maybe a few weeks ago. And, and the mood has shifted quite a lot um, in a more general sense. I know it's been quite a few months, but how's it, what's your assessment of Spurs since, 
you know, you were top of the league after you last beat Arsenal and it was all looking pretty rosy. And it's been a bit, it's a bit, been a bit more bumpy than maybe we'd anticipated at that point, would it be safe to say? Um, what's weird, right, is we sat, we sat here and we did our, and we did the podcast before the, the first derby of the season. And we would, like you said, we were top of the league and all was well and I was loving life. And now we're seventh going into this derby, playing better football now, more enjoyable, more exciting football than we mm. were when we went into this derby top of the league in November or December, whenever mm. it was. So that's the main, that's the that's the what I find so strange. And it's because he, it, it, it sounds weird, Jose Mourinho has accepted that to keep his job and to make this club and this team successful, especially this season, he has to change. He had to change the way we were playing and the the personnel and the system and 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 the way it goes. And he did all of that. And now we're reaping the re- the rewards. Um, I think in our last five games, we've scored fifteen goals and conceded one. Um, mm. We scored we scored two last night. We scored four against Palace, four against Burnley. We won with a clean sheet at Fulham, and obviously we beat Wolfsburg um, by by eight goals to one in aggregate. So. It's going really well at the moment. Um, he seems to have got everyone back on board. There's positivity all around the club again. All the players look at look. Everyone's just playing. Everyone knows in this Tottenham team that if you're putting that starting eleven, regardless of the game, and you don't perform, you won't play the next game. It's that simple. Mm. Um, and that's it's the competition for places. It's the hunger, the want to win, the want to the want to win the next game, the want to win the competitions. That's sort of driving the whole team on. And we look, I mean, at the moment we look going forward, we look unstoppable. And then we, despite the the, the improvement in recent weeks and defensively, I still have absolutely no confidence in our back four whatsoever. Well, <laughs> um, it's yeah, and just yeah, to, just to comment on that, you. I mean, I think going into this season, once you signed Gareth Bale on loan, everyone knew that that Son and Son and Kane were were quite the duo already, and they started the season brilliantly. Um, you know, there's not many better partnerships out there than them. But I think everyone was expecting, you know, on paper, Bale, Kane, and Son. You know, that's arguably the most experienced, most uh, sort of dangerous front three in some ways in the league, and it never quite happened because Bale, obviously, for whatever, so many reasons, struggling to readapt injury issues, Mourinho not trusting him, but it looks as if he's he's really finding some some proper form at the moment. And yeah, like yeah. you say, he the way that Mourinho has uh has shifted things. So I remember, you know, a few weeks ago there were all sorts of reports coming out, the unhappy dressing room, Deli Ali wasn't getting a look in, there were rumors that Bale was really unhappy, sort of a really um fractured dressing room. And then you start seeing, you know, Gareth Bale getting more minutes getting his head down, playing well, Deli Ali starting a few games, all these players who perhaps, you know, they're big, big figures in the dressing rooms on, on big money, you know, are associated with Tottenham um, in a big way. And he's been able to incorporate them into the first team. And look, I'm not saying that you haven't been in great form and, and take nothing away from, you know, scoring loads of goals, but, you know, Crystal Palace, Burnley, both at home, I think, people would expect Spurs to, to win those games. But the way in which yeah, I think you I did them, the way in which you did it and scoring four goals, looking really sort of scintillating, having that extra attacking player in the lineup as well. I think, like you say, you're, you're lower down in the league, but I think to respond from having a tricky patch by then, you know, being a bit more front-footed, not being so conservative is probably something that Spurs fans are feeling really quite happy about at the moment. 
yeah, I mean, everyone knows you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that our best strength is, going, is attacking. If we play, and if you play to your strengths, you win football matches. Um, and like, for example, when you last night, right, we played a, a Zagreb side at the end of the day, it's Dinamo Zagreb, but mm. you're still in the opening round of 16 and they were an aggressive side, but we kept the ball in their half from probably 90% of the game. Mm. And because of that, the opposition didn't get a sniff, really. Um, and we were able to control the game and get and have a, a chance after chance after chance, and it probably should have been more than two. Um, and it's about playing to your strengths. Bale, like you said, Bale Kane is on, in my opinion, one of the best front threes in world football. Um, mm. Gareth Bale is running the show every time he plays football. Um, he got 10 minutes last night and was still unbelievable. Should have I saw an excellent little cross with the outside of his oh, foot no, at one point. That, yeah. He, he he's and Harry Kane is I mean I've run out of I've run out of words to describe this man he's simply <laughs> incredible um, and the going into going into Sunday it's it like he's talking about the fractured dressing room there, there were, I think there were many reasons behind that run of form the tactics and the personnel and the transfer window all in one definitely didn't help there were players that were in the middle of a transfer window oh, am I going am I staying like, like you said like Deli Alley um, as soon as that transfer window closed, the performances improved. Um, I look at West Ham, we lost the game, but we absolutely battered them from as soon as we went 1-0 down, we mm. battered them for the rest of the first half, went 2-0 down in the second half, like we shot ourselves in the foot again, and then battered them for the rest of the second half, and we couldn't get the result that we needed. Since then, we've come on leaps and bounds. And you, you say expected to beat Burnley and Palace. It's a Burnley side that beat you and took a, at your place and took a point off you at their place. Mm. They formed with Leicester recently they won at Anfield um, so it, it wasn't you know it's not easy to beat Burnley 4-0 and it was a Crystal Palace mm. side that had just come off the back of a clean sheet against Man United so mm. um, and, it, and it was a Fulham side who I think are a very good Fulham team and don't deserve to be where they are um, yeah, absolutely I, I think they're a great side and I so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take those wins for granted I think they're really good they were really good performances and really good wins one of the other main things of those about that bad run of form is obviously there was no Harry Kane for a couple of games, but that's not, I don't ever use that as an excuse. But we didn't have it's a weird one, we didn't have Sergio Regulon who offers so much more than Ben Davis, and we've only lost two of the 20 something games Regulon has played. Mm. Um, so having him back gave us a massive, like a different dynamic down that left hand side, um, a new outlet, someone that is able to run past the halfway line, which Ben Davis is not. Um, and it's it's given the team like a new lease of life. And Dombele last night as well, and, and in recent weeks is coming back into form again. He's he, after a couple of poor performances. He's I think it took six or seven players to tackle him last night on this run he made from the from the edge of his own box. Um, so uh, play, and also players we get players are getting more rest. Son played an hour last night, and Dombele didn't play against Palace. Kane has come off in the last, in the 80th minute, two games in a row. So that's 20 minutes extra of football. It'll be fit for, for Sunday. Some people are saying, oh, he might have a knee injury. There's oh, no they chance. Got, <laughs> they put ice on his knee and then they took it off. Um, yeah. and they've come out and said he's fine. Uh, but even if he did have a even if he did have a little injury, there's no doubt in my mind that he's he's not missing um, an North London derby, is he? <laughs> so players have had rest. Hoybier was rested last night. Um so uh, Everything Mourinho has sort of seemed to realise that he won't keep his job if he kept going the way he was going in, in terms of mm. his stubborn, stubborn traits, and he's accepted yeah. that. And put all, he, they've all put their difficult, their difficult, sorry, their differences aside, 
And like mm. I said, we're reaping the rewards now. And it's probably a little bit too late in the season, you know, make a big statement. But we're still in a cup final and we're still in Europe and five points off the top four with a game in hand. Um, so it's a weird one this weekend. It's it's a game, it's a derby that if we if we lose, I won't be too dis. I think it's bigger for you than it is for us for your season. Oh, it's, it's massive uh, for us. Because because we, regardless of the result on Sunday, will most likely stay where we are and still have that game in hand and still have a little bit of a cushion in front of you guys and still have the other two competitions. Whereas, and we've already and we already beat you back in December, so it's not like a, a be all and end all on Sunday. As much as I want to win, um, but for you guys, that you're out of. I think last time we spoke, you were still in the Carabao Cup. You, we hadn't had the FA Cup yet, and you were still in Europe, which you are now. But you were going through that dreadful run of form and you're and you're now mm. still in still mid table out the mm. FA Cup out Carabao Cup and you have one foot in the quarterfinals of the Europa League um, mm. which we might end up playing each other two more games two more imagine games. yeah I, I just want like I just want to go back quickly on the um, you know this is I do feel like Spurs that I expect them to I expect them to win games against the likes of Palace and Burnley. And obviously, you know, Arsenal failed to do that um, away from home. You know, we've seen Burnley and Palace get clean sheets against teams. But I guess it's encouraging from a Spurs point of view to know that these teams, you know, I, I'm sure if, if if Spurs play maybe the way that they were earlier in the season, those games are not, you know, you don't win those 4-0. But to have an extra attacking player on the pitch to really, you know, just let that that attacking three go for it um, you know, I think it's really encouraging for you guys, less so for me, to see, you know, when you when you loosen the shackles and, and you you sort of, as you say, play to your attacking strengths, then you can batter teams, you can blow them away. And, you know, Burnley have, you know, they're very capable of being a really solid sort of defensive team, but you, you, you started so early on in that game, the Palace game, you know, um, I mean, I think it was one all, and then you came out after half time and just blew them away again. An excellent Harry Kane strike. I mean, he really has returned to his. I'm not going to say he hasn't been good over the last couple of years, but you know, with injuries and sort of not hitting maybe the heights that he hit in those first couple of seasons, but he really seems like he is back to that sort of unbelievable best strikers, one of the best strikers in the world, sort of level, um, like properly for every single week. And I guess for Spurs fans, that's great to see. I mean, yeah, you know, you're, you've got a game in hand, you're seventh at the moment. I mean, you, you beat us. I mean, not that you're probably looking at us at the moment. Um, you know, you'd be, you'd be 10 points sort of clear of us with a game in hand on, on, on Chelsea in fourth place. So it's very much still there for you. And I think, you know, you, you would be, it would be a missed opportunity perhaps to sort of, not get something from this game because I think Arsenal fans, I think Arsenal fans or at least, you know, me and some of the, some of the people I've spoken to sort of see this game as a real sort of like, we've lost you twice under Mourinho. It's been the same pattern of game both times, you know, you've just hit us on the counter and sort of played that, that quintessential sort of Mourinho tactical plan. And we've just fallen into the trap both times, you know, played well, dominated the game as Arteta would say but not really because you let us dominate the game so I'm interested to see how that might change this time I mean also you know it's at the Emirates um, whether that makes a difference or not I think I can't remember the last time you beat us in the league at the Emirates I think I saw November. I read sorry November 2010 
Yeah, so you know, I saw a, uh, I saw something on Twitter today. I think in our last thirty five home games against Spurs, we've lost twice. Um, having said that, I think we've drawn four of the last five at home. And you know, in terms of throughout the Premier League games of uh, you know the last eleven we've played, you've won four, we've won a couple. So recent history suggests you you are you know you're the better team, especially head to head. So as you say, I think an opportunity for Arsenal to sort of make a statement or, you know, climb up the table, whatever, but losing a third time to, to Spurs, you know, I am pretty terrified and I know it's sort of a, it's a lose, lose because I don't want to get my hopes up, but at the same time, I really want to win this game, but yeah. I'm terrified that you're playing well in an attacking sense, Kane, Bale and Son are playing well. And we're also giving away goals for free. Um, but we'll get on to that when we get oh, on to so Arsenal. So we'll we, yeah. <laughs> uh, up until um, a couple of weeks ago. But so no, let's just, just on that. Just on that, we've actually yeah. the, the stats is three. We've you've won three of the last fifteen derbies. Mm. That's yeah. not great from an Arsenal perspective. No, no, it's not. That's that three wins of the last fifteen. Wow. So that's what like the four-two a couple four of years ago. That was what uh, to, late two thousand and eighteen. And something? in that game, I actually don't think you deserved it. I think it was the atmosphere that sort of spurred you. We went into that game two one up at half time, and then you mm. got that you got that equaliser from a very lucky Lacazette deflected goal, um, yeah. and and that sort uh, or maybe it was the about maybe that was the, the third one, but. Uh, through the fourth, well, I don't remember. You scored a lot of goals that day. There are plenty um, of goals uh, to pick and choose and, from. And, there. <laughs> and, I, and that's a, that can play that can play a big because a lot of the players that played in those games, other than your parties and your Gabriels and your Tierneys, most of them still hit still there. Um, mm. It's the same players, so it's an interesting one of how of, of mentally going into going into the weekend. Um, well, this is why I think uh, it's it's such a big game because I like we are not very good when we play against you or, or rather you, you always seem to be able to rise to the occasion better than we do. You know, that we're, that we're not a very good team sort of, you know, our weaknesses. Um, and I just, I, I can't envision seeing us put in an excellent performance against a Mourinho's, a Mourinho side, but then also Spurs just because in recent history, it hasn't happened. So that's why I also think I'm sort of really, really craving a victory because it hasn't happened for a while. Um, it's at home, you know, we didn't win last weekend in the league. Um, this would sort of soften the blow of that. And I just don't want Spurs to beat Arsenal. I think that's that's all what it comes down to on, on Derby weekend. But sure. before we get on to Arsenal a bit more, um, just wanted to, we spoke, spoke briefly about Mourinho. Um, how, uh, like you said, he's, he's sort of, he's, he's turned it around a bit. What are your feelings? Because I remember when we spoke last time, you know, you and like a lot of other Spurs fans were sort of sceptical about his appointment. Um, he's, you know, this is his second, this is his first full season. Um, and obviously, you know, he managed to get Europa League football at the end of last season. He did pretty well after he took over from Pochettino. How do you assess sort of, or like, what can he be judged on come the end of the season? Um, like what, what constitutes as a success or, or a failure, would you say? Or is it not as simple as that? He has because he is a very success success orientated manager and perhaps maybe that, that's he's, he's showed signs that maybe he's moving away from that you can enjoy the performances but I think that's what was maybe getting to a lot of Spurs fans it's that 
you know, it might not be pretty football, but you win and you and you have the the winning sort of feeling and that's what makes it fine. But when you don't win, then there's not much else to sort of enjoy about things. But as you say, you've been playing much better football over the last couple of weeks. So maybe, you know, there's more to more to come from Mourinho and, and this Spurs side. This has honestly been the weirdest. Take take COVID and the fans side out of it. On the pitch, mm. it's been the weirdest season. We started off terribly on that opening day and then, yeah I remember and then since then we blew we blew teams away we hit Southampton for five United for six uh, and we went on that amazing run up until we played you and we beat you and then it then it all honestly just came crashing down mm. and it was like well, oh my god what's happening here we're terrible this is absolutely terrible we dropped points week after week we sat back week after week um we went then we went on an even worse run than it was that we had all those draws and then we went on an even an even worse one where we lost five out of six recently we lost to West Ham um, Liverpool Chelsea um, tough games teams. it has to be said oh, yeah. but yeah I, 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 but it was the performances though they were bad mm. and mm. everyone was calling for Mourinho's head and like get him out get him out. Well, most people were get him out get him out everyone's like the players the players and now. It's like a whole someone's flipped the switch. Not only, mm. not only is the, is the good football back and the blowing teams away back, but it's not like we're going one two nil up and sitting back. We we like we pressing teams like proper pre- like like Pochettino pressing for the first time in in two three seasons. Mm. Um, we used to press we Pochettino side that Tottenham Pochettino side. You know, in those couple of years where we were really really amazing. They were, we were known for that high press, for that relentless pressure, for the intensity. And then towards the back end of Poch's era and then the Mourinho era, we never saw it. It wasn't We weren't a pressing side. And all of a sudden, we are pushing higher up the pitch. Like we said, the first mm. goal against Palace was Lucas Moura pressing in Milivojevic in his own box, nicked the ball, and we scored. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that just no, gives me that, nightmares. Nightmares yeah. for Sunday. <laughs> Given players a new lease, Eric Lamella last night was unplayable, and I haven't seen Eric Lamella this play this well in his eight years of being. I, I've I've been calling for him to leave for years because he's either always yeah. injured, not good enough, and all of a yeah. sudden he's he took on about four players to set up the goal last night, mm. and he's given it's this number ten role that is up for grabs in the Tottenham team that he's given. One week it's Lucas, one week it's Lamette. And Lucas Moura has come into this number 10 role. And all of a sudden, he, he looks like the Lucas Moura we signed back in 2017. He's He's been fantastic in that role. He presses high. And when he runs at this back four, when he, so for example, if we nick the ball off you on Sunday and we press and we put, um, and, and your defenders are running back and we've got Bale, Kane, Son, and then you've got Lucas in that 10. No, it's, the, it's, the, it's the extra attacking player, which you. And I, I, I was going to ask you about that. Um, we might as well do it now. You know, you in these games recently, when you have played really good attacking football, I, you know, I look at your lineup, I watch a bit of the games, and I notice the pressing. But I also notice that there's four attacking players, and it's sort of more of a four-two-three-one, and you sort of, yeah. you know, you don't have that third so, central midfield player. And would you anticipate? that continuing against Arsenal or do you think that yeah. maybe it'd be a bit more concerned you do yeah so I wouldn't uh, be surprised honestly, if he brings in another central midfielder I sort of like him to do that but I wouldn't be surprised I don't think that would be the right thing to do I think you know go when we you know play, yeah no you're spot on when we played you in the earlier in the season it was a four I think it was a four through three I think we had Sissoko in there with Ndombele and Hoy- sorry with Lacelso and Hoybier so Ndombele mm. picked up a knock um so 
Um, this weekend, I do expect it to be a 4-2-3-1. Uh, I, I, I can't see many changes from the side that beat Palace, to be honest. Um, it's it's the Hoybier and, and Ndombele pivot. They complement each other. Hoybier does the dirty work, but is mm. also competent on the ball. And Ndombele is just Ndombele. And he started to... He yeah. started to push on, hasn't he, this season as well? Uh, I remember um, I sung his praises in the before uh, in our last podcast, and then he didn't play. He was injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember. Hope, I remember. Hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully, he he plays in this game, and if he plays in this game, it'll be an interesting midfield battle um, between your pivot and our pivot. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, do think I was. I do think the, the mistakes aside, I think the Jacob Party pivot it, it complements it. it um, you know what I'm trying they to say. They complement each other well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Similar in a similar way. Um, I agree. So I, think, I agree. I think I think Jose is, has given has has become very creative and has become he's he like I said he's he's accepted he's got to play attacking football to be successful with this squad um, because if we keep the ball in the opposition half he knows the defenders can't make a mistake uh, and mm. the other thing I'll say is. We in that terrible run we had, we were changing, chopping and changing the centre backs every game. One week it was Dyer and Sanchez, the next Dyer and Aldevero, the next Roden, and honestly went on and on. Now we've got this, this settled now, hasn't it? Of Aldevero and Sanchez, who have conceded one goal in five games. All of a sudden, it looks a, a little bit less shaky um, mm. with Regulon back in there as well, and Aurier back from injury. Um, it just looks a little bit less shaky and. Uh, it'll be honestly. I'm. Re- I wouldn't be surprised. For me, I, I expect the team to be the same as last week, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were some weird changes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking. We'll get on to sort of, uh, you know, thinking about the derby in itself uh, just in a bit. But like you say, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe another midfield player in there, for example, just a slightly more conservative approach. Then again, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes for it all guns blazing. I mean, look at Arsenal at the moment. They're playing better football, but they are giving opponents opportunities, making lots of mistakes. Um, Let's just move on to Arsenal then. Um, You know, we... I think we'd started our our pretty terrible period when when we played you guys last time. And it was a sort of like, oh, well, maybe we can win this game and it it will spur us on and... We didn't, and then we got even worse. And we, we, you know, we we did manage to come back uh, throughout the Christmas period. We put in some really good performances, you know, changed the personnel, and the football's got a lot better since then. Having said that, you know, we're still in a similar position in the table, mainly down to our sort of relentless, uh, dedicated uh, capacity to shoot ourselves in the foot. I mean, I, I saw a stat this morning going through sort of every goal that we've conceded in the last like 10 games and all competitions and something ridiculous, like 70% are sort of individual errors or mistakes, um, which is just not sustainable at this level. And we're not good enough to compensate for those mistakes. Not, you know, you, you get punished and especially against the likes of, you know, Spurs, for example, which, which does make me feel slightly worried. Um, What do you, how do you view Arsenal at the moment? Because obviously I, I'm, I'm very much absorbed within sort of, you know, I watch them every week and I'm an Arsenal fan and I can see that we're playing better football, but I also accept that we make too many mistakes and we don't create enough chances to sort of be, uh, you know, we don't do enough to win games. The margins are still really fine. Um, But we're in an interesting sort of period because we've, we come out of our rut and now we're playing better. I think a lot of Arsenal fans can see that, but we're still letting ourselves down. 
so yeah from a from a from an outsider perspective albeit maybe slightly <laughs> anti-arsenal one how do you view the team at the moment i mean i don't know how much you've been watching them, um, but... no i watch you every, every game that i can uh, yeah, i didn't mm. watch you last night to being the same mm. time kickoff um i did watch the highlights a couple of screamers in there although must ask <laughs> must ask some questions of that Olympiacos goalkeeper for that first goal um but much better to when we spoke last time I, I of mm. course I think you got some great talents in Saka and and um and obviously Thomas Partey's a good player um Odegaard looks like he's a good player as well and Aubameyang starting to score a couple of goals um which is the opposite of when we sat here a few months ago he couldn't hit he couldn't hit a barn door um mm. so from from my point of view, like I think that they should just rename this derby on Sunday the individual errors derby, um, <laughs> because like you said, a lot the majority of your goals come from individual errors. The majority of our goals come from individual errors. We don't concede a lot of goals. We really don't. And then if we do, it's mm. because we've got an idiot at the back. Like that Chelsea game, they they had no chance. We lost one 0 They had no chances. Eric Dyer decided to lie on the floor and kick Timo Werner. Same yeah. with you. Matt Game against Burnley, Granit Xhaka, what are you doing? Or but whoever you want to blame it on, it doesn't make a difference who you blame it on. It shouldn't have ever happened. You shouldn't have ever been in that situation. Um, no. I look at your, I look at you, and I think one week, I think like for example, I look at you against Leicester, and albeit against the weak in Leicester, but I thought, you know what, fair play. They went there and they played well and they dominated and got the result that they that you thoroughly deserved. And then I watched you against Burnley, and I thought, okay, they probably should have had a penalty. And they had the chance clear off the line, which wasn't a penalty. Mm. But other than that, I thought they play nice football. They keep the ball very well, just like a top Premier League team should. Just like, you, just like you expect a Mikel Arteta to someone who's learned under Pep to be able to do. But I look at it and I'm like, take out Saka or Tierney or... Well, I don't know. That's unfair because you can talk, say that about every team. Take out Kane and what are we? Take out Saka and what are you? Mm. Etc. No, but I I, I take I your point that it. I don't can... understand how you can make progress. With, I don't see any. Pro- I, I see better football, but I don't see any progress. Does that make sense? It's such a difficult one. Uh, uh, playing nice football doesn't always get results, and Mourinho will tell you that as a fact. And yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting point. Um, I think Arteta will go on. Do you think this project is just too big for him? Um, hmm. That's an interesting point you make because oh. we we last season we had some success, but it wasn't necessarily playing nice football, and and everyone was was very excited about it. You know, we won the FA Cup, we we won some big games, and then we sort of started the season in the same way, and then very quickly I think tried to we were forced to try and transition at a time when we just you know, weren't capable of doing so. I mean, I see, obviously I'm, I'm behind the, the Arteta project. And of course, as an Arsenal fan, I want to see the the good and the positives, but, you know, I see tangible, tangible improvements on the pitch. I still think I see your point where, you know, we can look quite good and we should be winning games, but then the reality is we don't create enough chances. And then very quickly we can lose that, that, that hold on the game and look a very sort of, substandard team who is not very effective and can play the ball around nicely but not really do much with it I think that was the story of our sort of first half of the season and slowly but surely you know these attacking players coming in you know the likes of Erdegaard, Saka playing a lot better Bamiang being able to score a bit more you know there, there are signs for me as, a, as an Arsenal fan to suggest that we are heading in the right direction 
but as you say the um yeah the the margins for error are just so fine and we're not quite there yet i mean the thing is like when when i look ahead to 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 sunday and as we said earlier in the podcast like we've played Mourinho Spurs twice under Arteta, similar games, both of them similar losses. Arsenal having a lot of the ball, but Spurs letting us have a lot of the ball because, well, we weren't going to do anything with it. Um, you'd already gone ahead. And so then you sit back and, and let us sort of in, dominate, but in a really sterile sort of way. Um, and then now it's sort of, I don't know how I see this one going ahead because we have got better in an attacking sense. And I also think that you have got, you've developed a, a different way of playing in terms of not necessarily sitting back and really going at, at, at people. So I am interested to see sort of if it reverts back to that sort of, well, will Spurs sort of sit back and know that they can win the game from sitting back and, and countering and waiting for Arsenal to make a mistake? L- likewise, will Arsenal sort of, you know, play the same way they did in these last two games, sort of have more of the ball, but actually because we've got a bit better in an attacking sense, you know, maybe do a bit better. Um, I don't know how it's going to go. And I'm sort of quite intrigued to see the sort of tactical battle because I I, I don't feel confident Arteta trying to out-tinker Mourinho because I think Mourinho's methods are so tried and tested that he, he's got the experience in these contests. He knows how to win these sorts of games. Um, he knows these Arsenal players so well. He knows Arsenal as a club so well. And I think the vulnerabilities are there, you know, clear as day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you think in terms of a tactical battle on Sunday? How, do, I mean, if you could try and predict it, sort of, of, of what way do you envision both sides playing? It's so difficult. And I think one thing that actually, I don't know, I, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. What Obviously, you had your game on Thursday, you uh, last night in Greece. Um, mm. whereas we were at home so most of our players were probably in bed by midnight um, whereas yours have, uh, did you stay overnight? Did the, did the team stay overnight? I would think that they got a flight straight back but I'm not sure so if, um, if they got a flight straight back you're looking at back getting back at, from Greece at 4 or 5 in the morning at the mm. earliest so by the time they get home and you know and does that take a toll on the players? I mean you played again you played a strong side last night um, I think all of your key players played some part in the game um, so does that have an effect on, on the players mentally, physically? I don't know. I'm not a professional footballer. I'm not a professional manager. I don't <laughs> know. But um, tactically ahead of this game, I really, I, I again, from a Tottenham point of view, I don't know how we'll set up and I don't know how tactically we'll be. However, I want to see a, continue, a continuous from the, um, from our previous games of the high intensity, the press, the blowing teams away, the, the bravery on the ball, um, just just the sh- using the individual talent that we've got in in f- we've got a four time Champions League uh, winner playing playing out on the right and given a free role. We've got Son and Kane being Son and Kane, and then um, we will come into Sunday's game and absolutely blow you away. Mm. I have no doubt about that, but. It would be very Mourinho, like you said, to bring that extra midfielder in or to play with the attacking team, but tell them to sit back. Honestly, I, I don't know, because whilst I watch a lot of Arsenal games, maybe you can tell me more about the style of play that, you, that you're trying to, that you're trying to you know, um, envisage. And Implement, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, uh, it, you're, you're such a, it's such a weird one. And I, I was actually going to wait because we might have, you know, we might have Freddie coming on. I was going to ask mm. the, both of you because I wanted to get both of your thoughts. Because you said you backed the Arteta project. And you of probably, course. and I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I back the Mourinho project. You've always mm. got to back his charge. But can you back something when you, if you finish lower than you did last season, when you've had a full season in charge and you finished eighth last season, out of mm. all the domestic clubs, and let's say you don't win the Europa League? I mean, how can you, and and talk about this? And you can't say, oh, he's not been back. He bought party for fifty mil. He re-signed Tobias. He signed uh, Cedric. He signed Odegaard. He signed um, um, the what's the guy? You signed? Okay, I know he doesn't. Gabriel play. at he's, the back. Matt Ryan, Gabriel, goalkeeper. Um, Willian. Look, look. He's been he's been Ooh. backed. He's been backed by you know in in terms of the transfer market. Look, I just think. I, I agree. My expectations at the beginning of this season were a lot higher than where we currently find ourselves. So therefore you'd, you'd sort of say, well, maybe this isn't good enough. I guess I'm, again, there are probably a plenty of Arsenal fans who are sort of, you know, very, for, for very good reasons, sort of saying this isn't good enough. If we finish the, the season without European football and without a trophy, then, you know, that's, that's sort of regressive and, and not improved on, on last season. <sighs> You know, I don't want to make excuses, and uh, but I think it is really important to contextualise. You know, we we spent fifty million euros on Thomas Party. He's played less Premier League minutes than Mohamed El Neni this season. And, and, it's been and very forget, unfortunate. And don't forget, he went off crying in the, and then let us score a goal. Very, he's a very yeah. generous man. <laughs> but this is the thing, you know, he was the signing. It was so obvious that we needed an upgrade in midfield, and we haven't been able to use him. We're still having to manage his minutes. You know, we've had we had far too big a squad. Um, you know, we, we're paying players to leave in January. I think that's definitely so. That's why I want to hear moving forward. Well. Mm. I love to hear your thoughts on that because a lot of Arsenal fans were saying, "Oh, it's like we got rid of all the deadwood. There, all the negativity is gone." And I'm like, "Sure, the negativity probably is gone with the likes of Mustafi and you know the the clique that they had, but that is a big financial hit to take." Oh, 100%. But this is, the, this is the whole thing. It's like, I think it's quite difficult to judge. Yes, we, we have evidence of about, what, a year and a half of Arteta now. And who knows what will happen by the end of the season. And we can sort of lay out and say, well, you know, he won the FA Cup. Probably was, uh, you know, that was maybe not an accurate reflection of where we were. Because then, you know, we've seen where we are this season and it's not good enough. But we've had to deal with so much of the sort of... Uh, the remnants of of incredibly reckless spending and poor poor management at an executive level man, management level there's so many things that he's had to deal with um especially you know with all this this covid background going on so i as a as an arsenal fan who expects more i am also willing to as long as i see the right things in place as long as I see the direction and there's something that I can, as a fan, look to and say, well, I can see where we're going and I can see the parts slowly coming together, but I accept it's a long process after, you know, and five years of, of, of uh, five years too long of Arsene Wenger, perhaps. And then, you know, Emery and all of that sort of going wrong. But like you say, at the end of the day, if we finish 10th and don't win a trophy this season, it's very difficult. You know, the pressure increases. I don't, I don't think Arteta's job's at risk, nor do I think it should be, because I think we've we've committed big time to a you know a, a long term overhaul and and sort of 
yeah, putting right the wrongs of the last five, 10 years. And I'm willing to accept that that takes time. Having said that, you need to have the short-term sort of checkpoints in place to say, well, these are signs of progress. And, you know, the FA Cup was maybe one, winning certain big games, that sort of thing. That's all I need to see uh, to know that this is maybe going in the di- right direction. But I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic to you know, your sort of uh, question or Arsenal fans who are potentially less sympathetic with the, with the Arteta, um, the Arteta issue. Oh, we've, we've, uh, we're just uh, connecting up to Mr. Freddie Kramer. He's going to join us for the last uh, 15 minutes of the podcast. Hello, Freddie. Hello, Alf. Hello, Sam. Hello, love. Uh, Sorry, a bit of a hectic day, but come in to give whatever bonus, uh, you got a little bonus appearance. This one goes on the end of the CD. Hundred percent, uh, a, ni- a nice little, uh, a nice little substitute appearance from you to sort of, um, you know, make a real yeah. impact at the end of the end of the podcast. Uh, we're just I'm like Willian we- on after ten <laughs> on the last ten minutes. Alf. I'm I'm full of energy. I'm ready to go. Well, you've just caught us. Uh, you've just caught us uh, talking about. I mean, we were just talking about Arteta. So I think actually we'll, we'll park that and we'll go on to sort of talking just about the game. Um, and we can get on to the more specific. So I'm just going to ask Sam uh, predicting the lineup, and then we can do our Arsenal one um, before we before we just talk about some more specifics of the game. So what do we anticipate uh, the Spurs lineup being? Just just go well, for it, man for man. Let's let's do it. Let's no, thrash it out. <laughs> provided there's no last minute, you know, injury scare like we had in, in November. Um, mm. It will be the captain in goal, Hugo Lloris. It will be Sergio Aurier right back, Sergio Regulon back in at left back. He didn't play. He got a night off last night. Um, and I imagine the centre-halves will be Sanchez and Alderweireld. Alderweireld getting a night off last night. And Sanchez, who I'm a big critic of. I am not a fan of Davinson Sanchez of recent times. However, credit due where credit due. One goal conceded in his last five appearances. And has actually, I've actually noticed a big a big improvement in confidence in his game. He's much more confident when he's defending and he's much more confident on the ball. However, he has definitely got a mistake in him. But moving into midfield, I imagine it will be the general Mil- uh, Pierre and Milhoidier in midfield. He also got a night off more or less last night um, and he's perfect for this kind of game. Someone that, like like Freddie has just demonstrated there, he loves a challenge, shows passion, shows leadership. Um, and I, I love him. He's everything you want at your club um, in terms of someone that will fight for the badge. Um, and then it will be next to him, it will be Ndombele, who didn't play in the derby back in back early in the season, but I expect him to play on Sunday. And he is just, he's been phenomenal last night. Like I said to Alfie before, it took six or seven Zagreb players to tackle him. He got fouled. It'd be a good matchup, actually, him and Thomas yeah. Partey, won't it? He got fouled a record number of times last night for a Europa League game. Um, he's just a foul magnet. He's simply fantastic. Um his, his strength on the ball, his dribbling ability, his vision um, to pick a pass. And then in front of them, it will be the, 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 lethal, front th- the lethal front four of recent times. It will be, I imagine, um, Kane, Bale and Son. Um, in, and then it would it will be one of Lucas Moore, Deli Alley, and Eric Lamella in the middle of that three, connecting things together. And I imagine it will be Lucas or Lamella. Deli wasn't great last night. Lucas and Lamella... Um, were both excellent in the last two games they've played. Lucas um, is, they're both really intense work. with the pressing. Lucas is yeah. a ten, um, and 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 in recent, like like I said to Alfie before, Fred, recent weeks we've been pressing teams so heavily for the full game for the ninety minutes. We don't give teams a chance to breathe, 
and I think if one of those two play, they won't give they won't give the. I think that was orchestrated through Mora playing in like yeah. a ten role rather than out wide, where he can impress, he can he can move the ball forward. A, he's been given a new role, and that new role has given him a new lease of a new lease of life on the pitch. He looks happy there. He looks confident. He runs it, but he, he's not afraid to run at players. He'll also attract fouls, and so I think that'll be it'll be pretty much the same team that we beat Palace with. It'll be um, to run through it, Lloris, Aurier. Sanchez, Alderweireld, Regulon, Hoybier, and Dombele, uh, Bale, Lucas, Son, Kane, um, both. Mm. And that's, a, and that's look. That's a very, I tell, I tell you what, I good options I on the bench it, as well. And Bergvine, Delhi, and 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 so on. It is really exciting to uh, to you know if you're going to play in the way that you have recently and really get at us, which I think you should do because as we've seen, Arsenal give away opportunities and make mistakes, but. I also think Arsenal are not going to change the way that they play in this game. So if you do press us and we find a way of, you know, playing it out from the back like we do, sometimes to great effect, sometimes not. Um, so it really could be a, a sort of end-to-end game if you if you perhaps don't sit back as much as maybe you would um, in other games or like you did earlier in the season. I don't envision Arsenal's style changing too much. But yeah, uh, Kramer, what, what do you reckon uh, I'll ask you for your Arsenal lineup? Um, well, I mean, he's rung the changes midweek for um, the European tie, and rightfully so. Um, you know, players impressing, uh, a few a few impressed in there. Um, I think I think for Spurs, he's going to stick with Bellerin at right back, I think, just for the added pace. I think he'll go Gabriel, he'll go Luiz. Uh, he likes you don't to think Pablo Mario will play? League, but mm. I do, but you score a header like that from Gabriel and you can't, you know, mm. it's top, it's top, top draw. Um, so I do, although I like Mary on the ball, I think he's really sure. I think Gabriel might get the nod uh, left back Tierney, obviously Leno in the sticks. I think we'll go Xhaka party. It's the only way it's going to go in midfield. I don't trust anyone else. I know I know he played all right, but you, I, you know, yeah, I wouldn't trust not, him. It's not really, you can't really say Ceballos, is, uh, Ceballos isn't really uh, staking his claim at the moment. He just gives Ooh. the ball away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. On, on the that, turn, that's the midfield. Yeah. And then I'd probably go for, you'd feel like Smith Rowe's got to come back in. Odegaard's been all right midweek. A few sloppy passes, which against Spurs will probably cost you. Uh, so I bring Odeg- I bring Smith Rowe back in. I go Pepe one side because there's one place that Spurs aren't great. They might have all this fruitful attacking uh, attacking football, but they are vulnerable at the back. They are. And if mm. you've got Pepe, a little bit of unpredictability, sack at the other side and um, Aubameyang through the middle on the shoulder. I mean, for me, for me, this game is one and lost. Um, with, with two things. One, whether or not we take those chances. Like, the last couple of games, we've had so many chances first half. We've scored one. We could have had four and we could have put the game mm. to bed. And the other point would be, I mean, if, if Spurs sit back, I mean, I think if they sit back, they've got a higher chance of winning, uh, beating us. We know we, you know we like to have That's the ball and you know we're fairly wasteful. I think if they sat back and picked us off, it would be a lot better for them if they, unless they came at us. Because if they came at us, then we can sit back a bit more on them, essentially, by them pressing us higher. That makes sense. I um I, I kind of disagree. However, I don't know how we're going to play on Sunday. I, I actually have no idea. We could sit back, or we could come all come all out and just be, you know, pressing hard. Just be that that intense press that we that we've seen in recent games. But so I don't know which way it's going to go. But I think if it's the latter, it's the press. Then I think we've got a better chance of beating you because if you attack, really? it's the same. If if we attack you, you, I'm very confident that the front three four we've got can can hurt you big time. If you think um, about when we came to you this season, you sat back, we had all the ball, you picked us off two two counter attacks, and you won. I thought we, that was Surely like one of our. Really first will go with that. 
we were Say poor. Again, sorry? We were poor that day. We were really poor. And on another yeah, day... You see you what I mean, though? It's sort of there. like Mourinho, he played not to lose and then he gave you the opportunity to win. It was sort of... Don't lose was his first, uh, was his first objective. And then his second was, all right, how can we break him down? You know, it'll be on... You know, we'll get Son in behind. We'll get Kane dropping deep. But it's also mm. a different... That, that game, we it was a different lineup. Lo Celso was playing. He won't be involved on Sunday. Um, and Dombele will play. And now Ndombele is playing in a deeper role. It will be a much different look to the Tottenham team. It will be... Bale wasn't even involved. It in will be game. interesting to see how you approach it. It really um, will, I have to say. Bale, also, this Bale, is... do you really think Bale's going to start? Yeah, Bale... 100%. I, I, He's been he's yeah. been our best player in, in he was rested last night. He didn't start last night as well. Um yeah, look, I just I, I'm conscious of I'm conscious of time because I know Sam has uh, he's got I've another got podcast. He's got another ten minutes. Um I just wanted to 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 go back to, to the Arsenal lineup quickly. Um like Freddie said, you know, a lot of it picks itself. I think there will I don't think David last Premier League game we we play Rob Holding and, and Pablo Mari. Um I'd be surprised if David Luiz didn't play and like you, I'm sort who, of talking. I don't think in? it. I don't think it matters so much whether it's it's Pablo Mari or Gabriel. I think both of them have shown themselves pretty pretty uh, competent on that left hand side. I mean, I think maybe now that we've won three one, that will perhaps influence the team selection, knowing that he can maybe play a stronger team against Spurs and maybe maybe you know not second string because I don't think we're quite like that at the moment. But he can rotate more in the second leg. I really hope Pepe gets a game because he's been used so sparingly from the bench. And I think he's been really good when he's come on from the bench. He looks like he really good gets what he's, what's being asked for of him. And like you say, I think where the game could be won, you know, I don't want to have Willian sort of as, as, <laughs> as maybe all right as Just he's in been general, recently. You don't want to have him. I want Pepe to be, you know, given the chance to, to get at their fullbacks. I mean, Pepe up against Serge Aurier, that sounds like a nice little matchup. Uh, that could yeah, think, swing um, the balance of Arsenal. Um, you know, Smith Rowe, whether he comes in or not, I think Erdegaard or him, that's fine. Saka probably starts on the, on the right as well. Could even play Smith Rowe on that left-hand side, you know, and then keep Odegaard. Yeah, and then Pep... Yeah, I just really want to see Pepe play, essentially. I want something different. Um, as good as, you know, willian has been recently, I think Pepe deserves his chance. And like you say, where the game could be won for either side on the weekend, I think, look... You Spurs could win it from from your your sheer attacking sort of prowess and and power. You, you you've got the players, you've got the experience, you've got the form as well. Harry Kane's in in excellent form. He loves a North London derby. I mean, Arsenal make loads of mistakes. You know, Xhaka and David Luiz are probably shoeing starters. <laughs> they're they're going to be pressing. Mourinho's going to be telling them to press them off the park, which is 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 sort of why wouldn't you? Um, but yeah, Arsenal. I think it's a real test for them because I think all this progress that me and Sam were talking about it earlier, all this progress that Arsenal fans are sort of seeing in terms of the football now is a great chance to see if we can implement it against a team who, you know, will punish us if we make mistakes. Will, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a real, you know, it sounds slightly cliche, but it's a good opportunity to lay down a marker to show, as I was saying earlier, to have a checkpoint to sort of solidify our, our progress on the pitch because otherwise it's like, yeah, we play good football, but, we draw against Burnley or like we lose against Wolves or whatever, you know? So I, I think that's also why the stakes are quite high from an Arsenal perspective, because but, I think we're, we're desperate to see a, a sign that we are a good team, whether that's going to happen or not. We, is another if we question. get turned over on the weekend, I think there'll be people questioning the manager again. I really yeah, do. If we get turned ask, over. I just want to ask yeah, of you, course. 
just to be honest, regardless of the result on Sunday, because take Sunday out of it, whether you win, lose or draw. Um, for me, it doesn't, it, of course I want to win. I want to win more than anything. But if we lose, we're still, what, I think two point, two or three points ahead of you with a game in hand and we're still in the cup final and we're still in Europa League, just like you are. So it's for, for Spurs, I said to Alfie, it's bigger for you than it is for us this weekend because I said, how, how are I you... I said, how are you able to to back a manager, right? Because at least Mourinho can say, I'm in a cup final or I'm I'm going to get to a Europa League final and a Carabao Cup final and we're still in the top four rates, being five points off with a game in hand. But how can you, this is a question, <laughs> how can you back the manager, yeah? If, you're, if you finish the season, because I won't say now because you still have things to play for, how, at the end of the season, how can you back him if he, with all these signings, because he's been, Alfie said himself, he, you've been, um, sorry, Arteta's been backed. How can you back him after he finishes l- even lower than eighth from the previous season with no trophies this time? And let's be honest, it's, it's the perspective. It's about the perspective that you look at it. Um, yes, he was backed in the window. We brought in Gabriel, we brought in Party, two of our be- who you'd arguably say are two of our best players this season, including Saka as well. Um, and mm-hmm. I just think from an Arsenal perspective, we always knew, you know, Rome is, wasn't built in the day. You know, that it's going to be a, a process. And, me, you know, if you can't, you, and, and I'm not saying that. this is the best time. And I'm, and I'm finishing 10th isn't good enough. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It's not good enough. It, it, facts. But it's about the process, whether we can see things. You know, in the last, I think, the last eight games, I think we've given away five, in, five goals from individual errors. Something ridiculous like that. You can just cut out, you can grind away. And also, when you said that this game doesn't mean as much for you as it does for us, I think it does. Because if you win it, you know, you're going to be pushing on that Champions League place. You lose it, the teams above you win, it's another gap. It's another extra space. No, I I, I agree with I meant in terms of bigger, in terms of bragging rights. Because... Oh, I mean, it's a North London derby, you know. We've all got friends. We all know. We all know who... I think you've won three of the last 15. You haven't beaten us in three years. In a way, you sort of owe us one. Um, so I, I'm not going into this game expecting to win because you'll get you'll, def, you'll definitely give it a good go. And I, you I guarantee no goals. I have no doubt in my mind you will score a goal on Sunday. 100%. And our centre-backs aren't great. Our full-backs are much better than they have been. Sergio Regulon's fantastic. And Sergio Aurea, yeah, since, like since Matt Doherty has come in, has improved his game massively because he knows there's competition and he's always used as a scapegoat. And he's been fantastic. Last night, he was superb. Um, he's been really, really good both going forward. So how would you call it then, Lav? What do you, what do you think then? Sunday, full-time? I think Alfie said it before. If you, if you beat the press, you've got... And, and you can get our centre-backs. I have no doubt you'll score goals. Um, if we sit back... I don't know. I really don't. I haven't seen us sit back for a few weeks, so I'm not sure how it will go. If we sit back and you, you keep coming at us, then eventually you'll score a goal this time because you've got that, you know, that linked player um, that you brought in in Odegaard who looks good. Um, so I, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. It's such a different, difficult one to call. I it's really I, difficult I to call. I'm just, I'm just thinking about it now and I can't right, really imagine... This, what... No, right, go on, Do you want me to give you my opinion on it then? I can't really... I, 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 because you went to Athens last night and got back at five a.m., that, does that play a factor? I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's gonna rotate a little bit, not much. Maybe I'm not sure what centre back pairing he's gonna choose. But on the other hand, this isn't me just being like, "Oh, it's my team." I always think we're gonna win. I honestly think we're gonna win because you know you you got to come to our place. Um, we you know we know we know how much this game means as a club. You know what it can do. Um, I think I think there might be more of an emphasis on not to lose rather than go out and win 3-0. So I'm looking at the I think I think your score Kane's always going to always loves a goal against us penalty probably some dive <laughs> knowing him. 
um, uh, but um, I think we'll do you 2-1 2-1 you score first 100% and uh, it goes in at the break 1-0 and we beat you 2-1 in the second half what do you think? Uh, maybe look, uh, firstly we every time we do this it always turns out to be a draw um, so <laughs> we have I, a nil-nil knowing us I just think that both teams are very suspect at the back um, despite our recent good defensive form um, I just think we have if our if our players are on it going forward it could get ugly we I don't think people realise how good this front three have been in recent weeks of Bale, Kane and Son they they look like they're going to yeah, score but, a goal yeah but, you, yeah, but you say that but you have played what Burnley who else did you play in the league oh, Burnley side Burnley. that you can beat that Liverpool no, can no, beat. I know. Leicester can yeah, no, but I'm just saying, who else have you played? Who, who else have you played in the last three games? Burnley, who else? Fulham, you played, who, you drew, played, who you should have drawn to. Play, and who I'm else did you play? No, no, we're just going because it was Burnley. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, no, but you, you said all these games. You know, in our, in our last three, we beat Leicester, we beat Leeds, and we drew to Burnley. You know, so and then, know, we, and then we've, and then we've gone through two European rounds. So, to, uh, yeah, it's just... Look, as much as... put it into perspective like that. God. As much as uh, this uh, this this lovely uh, debate on 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 how good each team has been recently, look, I think let let's let's finish it with a nice uh, a nice prediction. So Kramer, you've said you think we're going to win two one. one to the Gooners, and you know who's going to get from... the fucking winner. Sorry, excuse my language. Um, no, no, that, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Smith throw to get the winner. Little Very nice. There. And from the Spurs point of view. Give us a prediction. Yeah, it's very obvious from this whole debate that it's going to be a draw. It always is. <laughs> but, um, I, I just think that we've got a, we're going to have a little bit too much in the end, and I think quality will shine through. And I think we'll probably. I think we. Will, I think we'll win three one. Three one. Three one. You know what? I'll go for the. I, I I desperately want to win this game, but I'll go for the neutral. I'll get. I, I can see goals. I'll go for a, a two all draw. I think it could be could be end to end. I think it's gonna be quite entertaining. But like it's there season. for either team. Like you say, Spurs could blow us away. It's down to us to to prepare for that and to not make the mistakes and to take our chances. I think if we do all those things. Look, who knows what will happen? It's 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 difficult to call. Uh, just before we wrap up, then. One one uh, one favourite North London derby moment from each of us, um, Kramer. I'll come just to one. you first. J- just one. Uh, the first thing that comes um, to your head. I know there's there's been loads, but just give me my one before we go. First ever North London derby. I was sitting in the in a box at Spurs in actually the home end for some reason, and Adam Ayors just chipped one up and put it in the top corner over Paul Robinson, and oh, I'll never forget that. Well. Celebrating, getting drinks thrown at me in the box. It was, a, really and nice. also I met Ken Prince Boateng on that day when he spoke. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, from from the Spurs from the Spurs point of view, favorite oh, memory I mean, pre, or just pre one? Two thousand, pre two thousand five six. I don't think I had any memories of positive memories because um, you won the league at our place, didn't you? Um, yeah. So favorite memory. <laughs> Sure, it's oh, got to be that 3-2 at the Emirates. Do you, Yeah, but I was only 11 years old. 4-4 at the Emirates. Perhaps the Kane when he scored that that crazy winner when he had his mask on, that was That, was that wasn't even a winner. Wasn't it? I don't get the hype around that goal. You ended up equalising and we drew two. Oh, love, I know which one you loved. It was um, when Matthew Flamini scored two against you in the League Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I, I think I'm we can gonna, conclude that, that Spurs fans have go. no positive memories of the North London derby. <laughs> <I'm because>. gonna, <laughs> I mean, must be. I'm actually going to go, I'm going to go with when Dele Alli 
took the piss at the Emirates by lobbing the goalkeeper from the edge of the box. Um, in the two, like the Carabao in the, Cup. In the, it was just a, such a such a dirty goal. Um, <laughs> William was probably playing then. As an Arsenal fan sitting here, and I know uh, there's there's plenty of moments that you probably would have liked to have shared, but if that's if a Carabao Danny Cup Rose victory comes to mind first, then that's absolutely fine with me. Um, look, I'll, I'll give us one just before we go. Um, my f- first thing that comes to mind, I think it was probably the first of the of the five twos um, back in the day uh, with the, with the Sanya header to 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 Van Persie. You, you went two 0 up, and then Van Persie scored that great goal. Walcott at the at the double and resisted. I'm sure, Louis Saha um, got the first disperse. Back in the days when yeah, we were he did. Good pride. I know how the mighty well, well look, yeah, well look, it's all it's believing the process. Really. Come on, uh, right, look, let's wrap it up there, and um, I'm not going to wish any Tottenham fan good luck but look um, it's been a great conversation to get a, a Spurs perspective in as well um, so let's leave it there um, and look you can find Sam on Twitter at SamLav20 that's SamLav20 and if you're interested in any other Spurs content uh, you can find that on We Are Tottenham TV I think that's right on YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you very much yep. 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 and Kramer look you joined late so you don't get shout outs you can shout yourself out if you want <laughs> um, I wouldn't do anything so uh, nothing of the sort uh, I'm <laughs> at Fred the Gooner on Twitter usually quite vocal um, like to lay it down when I have to put your own Twitter hat wrong <laughs> is that not it I, I don't even know anymore isn't that it's Fred but the look, Gooner it's Crane the Gooner it's it? Fred the Gooner but look we'll be back on the it's podcast next week um, we'll definitely have some words about uh, how the Europa League's gone and hopefully we'll be in a positive mood after the North London derby but who knows um, quick reminder you can find every episode of That Sums It All Up on my Mixcloud page or via my Twitter that's at AlfieSteiner1 um, thanks very much to the boys for joining me today and as always thank you all for listening have a great weekend and until next time take care and goodbye